0: Hello again wrestling fans and welcome to another edition of this week in history episode number four and we're going to take down the week of January 8th to January 14th so I hope everybody's had a great week been able to look at uh, how things have gone in the world of wrestling and the history Uh, thank you for joining us whether you're on YouTube Facebook or listening to us on podcast version on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. Be sure to like and subscribe, and we'll get you more and more content. But we can't get you content today until we bring in our historian, Jonesy. Going by the Green Blazer. Yes, How the Green you? Blazer
1: today. I'm
0: doing fantastic. putting the mess
1: behind me, uh, moving to a different uh, uh, abode, so we will just... Packing everything up, finding things I haven't seen in a while, and it's amazing how much crap you can accumulate in two years.
0: Mm, it's all good. You're still staying in the fall, so that's yep. always a nice so, thing. Yep, staying down here. So, we are doing the week of January 8th through the 14th. And if you're ready to dive in, I got some visuals to accompany our trip down memory lane.
1: Fantastic. Okay, here we go. We're going to start with January 8th. And 55 years ago today, Tim Woods defeated Mad Dog Vashon to become the new AWA World Heavyweight Champion, or so he thought, AWA. A president Stanley Blackburn overturned the decision a week later when replay shows Woods had his feet on the ropes during the fall. The match was ruled a no contest, and the title returned to Pashon, who would defeat Woods in the return
0: bout. A dusty finish. Or a dusty finish.
1: Yes, yes, exactly. That's one thing we've learned on here: what a dusty finish is. 26 years ago, today on a live edition of WCW's main event, Arn Anderson defeated Johnny B. Badd to win the WCW World Television Championship. Way to go, Arn! 23 years ago today, WCW presented the debut episode of Thunder, which I believe we watched at a bar in London, Ontario, while eating uh, cheap chicken wings um, and uh, playing pool. So Yes, WCW presented the debut episode of Thunder from the Ocean Center in Daytona Beach, Florida. Created on orders of Billionaire Ted, WCW President Eric Bischoff was reluctant to go with another two hours of weekly wrestling programming. Uh, Pro would be canceled by TBS in January 98, plus worldwide in syndication. And that would make room for another big show. Not helping matters, however, Time Warner, the parent company of WCW, was under a hiring freeze, so no new people could be brought in to run the show. Also, the show ate into WCW's profits, as the company was responsible for all the production costs, which ran from $12 million to $15 million a year. WCW added additional house shows to help ease the burden. See, kids, it's not just the wrestling that really killed WCW. It was also the fact that they had to put out all this TV and were responsible for the money of putting it on. Kind of yeah, shitty, if you but- look
0: at uh, the, or, sorry, listen to 83 Weeks, Eric Bischoff outlines this a lot and how the backstage uh, uh, stuff uh, with the Time Warner mergers and everything happened. There was uh, even deals with advertising that, Uh, They would get advertising uh, for the shows, but instead of going into WCW's bank account, it was going into Turner bank accounts and spent elsewhere, and they'd have to still find money to put on their shows. And it's just like, instead of recycling the money and getting it from merch and sponsorships and all uh, advertising and putting it back into wrestling, they were losing the money that way. And uh, as you pointed out, Uh, It was expected to be able to bring in other talent. That's why uh, Bishop says uh, Bret Hart was looked at uh, to help man uh, thunder while other guys were on nitro and just everything was a cluster.
1: You know that uh, kind of reminded me i think it was at the near end of wcw thunder was i believe it was thunder was supposed to come to london and it was going to be at uh, uwl oh, at that arena there and uh there was advertisements for for about a good month and then disappeared and never came if anyone finds that uh, that old um uh Uh, Advertising for that Because I know it was in the paper uh, That would be kind of cool to see Uh, On that show of the first Thunder uh, Was Juventud Guerrero Defeated Ultimo Dragon to win the WCW Cruiserweight Championship And Diamond Dallas Page Defeated Kevin Nash by DQ To retain the WCW United States Championship 18 years ago today, at an NWA TNA pay-per-view taping, America's most wanted Chris Harris and James Storm, pictured there, uh, defeated the Disciples of the New Church, Brian Lee and Slash, to win the NWA World Tag Team Championship.
0: Yeah, looking (laughs) at this picture, it's kind of interesting to see, but on the right-hand side, that's Cowboy uh, James Storm. It doesn't even look like Cowboy James Storm now after you get the longer hair, the beard, the throw on the cowboy hat, mm-hmm. and then on the other side you get Chris Harris, who ended up showing up in WWE uh, overweight and just really bad and didn't last long. I I can't. Uh, I think it was like Braden Walker or something like that was his uh, WWE name and lasted like two episodes. Wow. Kind of looks like a really
1: young british bulldog a bit the chin especially to yeah all right and continuing we got 18 years ago actually i just did that one so let's go 15 years ago today wwe presented new year's revolution And my cursor over there which you can't see me fighting with all right we saw Ric Flair defeat Edge by DQ to retain the WWE IC belt. Triple H defeated the Big Show, and Shelton Benjamin defeated Visera. I'm sure that was just a splendid match. And the main event saw John Cena... Defeat, actually, I'm not sure if that was the main event. I might have screwed that up because there's another match I see after this. John Cena defeated Kurt Angle, Chris Masters, Carlito, Shawn Michaels, and Kane in an Elimination Chamber match for the WWE Championship. Moments after the match ended Vince McMahon announced the show wasn't over and that Edge was cashing in his Money in the Bank briefcase. Edge defeated John Cena in just 106 seconds to win the WWE Championship.
0: Yeah, it was... Um Actually, I think uh, Chris Masters just recently did an interview talking about that because of it being the anniversary of the show. And him and Carlito were the last two in there, and they didn't know uh, the edge was coming out. They kind of thought the finish was wonky because everybody else was eliminated and it was down to Cena, uh, Masters, and uh, Carlito. And then Carlito eliminated uh, Masters, and uh, Cena quickly eliminated uh, Carlito. And then all of a sudden Vince came out and you had that uh, moment with uh, Edge and Lita uh, cashing in the money in bank briefcase. And this was the first ever cash in uh, of that. So it made it a surprise and set a precedence of how that can be used. And as you said, 106 seconds or so later, Edge was a uh, brand new WWE champion.
1: That was cool. That uh, that uh, clip you always see of uh, Edge handing it over and uh, looking look in his face, and yeah. So we are going to nine years ago today. TNA presented Genesis from the Impact Zone. Uh, Gil Kim defeated Mickey James by DQ to retain the TNA Knockouts Championship. Uh, We got Abyss defeated Bully Ray in a Monster's Ball match. Kurt Angle defeated James Storm, and the main event saw Jeff Hardy defeat Bobby Roode by DQ in the TNA World Heavyweight Championship match. Eight years ago, at a SmackDown taping, Alberto Del Rio defeated the Big Slow in a last man standing match to win the World Heavyweight Championship. Eight years ago, we seen WWE announced via press conference that John Cena would appear on boxes of post-Fruity Pebbles and Cocoa Pebbles in the run-up to WrestleMania 29. This would not be the first time Cena appeared on the cereal boxes. He did this in the run-up to WrestleMania 28. Uh, He was, in fact, uh, running around like a big bowl of Fruity Pebbles. Now, um... I've the only fruity Pebbles I ever tried was years ago, and that was the one on the left, the uh, not the chocolate, the other one there, the fruity one. Um, I thought it was absolutely awful, and I've never had them again. Uh, what's your take on these, and have they improved over the years?
0: No, I'm not a Pebbles uh, fan. I would prefer Fruit Loops or even Tricks if I'm going for uh, Pebbles, but of course. I'm a guy who loves to load up on monster cereals in October when I can cross the uh, border for those. Some of those
1: are good, the monster cereals. Others are just not. I believe the blueberry or the booberry one is pretty nasty, um, and it might be just lucky on the batch. Uh, some places like they just can't make certain flavors. Frankenberry is my favorite. Ah, uh, the one I'm not a fan of. There you go. So, eight years ago, in Las Vegas, Nevada, WWE announces it will launch its own streaming service, the WWE Network, on February 24th, and all the land celebrated. This was a big deal. Originally set to launch in 2012, it would launch after February 24th, Raw, in 2013. It would combine new pay-per-views and content, plus most of all their past pay-per-views from WWF, WCW, and um, uh, that's supposed to be ECW. Now, what, Sean, what was your biggest binge on the network so far? Like, that you sat and watched in one main sitting.
0: Yeah, I think when it first came out, uh, obviously Legends House, because uh, that was huge uh, when that debuted um but then i also was a huge fan of watching um just the different documentaries that they came up with um even today i love uh the broken skull sessions i think i watched all of uh jbl's uh sit downs uh stuff like that of course uh Last year, we saw the last ride with Undertaker in five parts. Those are some of the things that actually I can get my wife to sit down and watch with me as opposed to the in-ring action.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, um, I, I think, personally for me, someone that doesn't watch uh, wrestling or isn't a fan of it, go watch it live. If you don't like it, then fine. But seeing it live is it, it's a lot like in a way like baseball personally i rather see baseball live watching it on tv is quite boring but i do like listening to it um so uh, again and basketball my god a basketball live i like at home no thank you it's just that. yep so The announcement would come with an unintended consequence, however. Satellite providers, DirecTV and Dish Network, upset that their pay-per-view revenue was about to disappear, announced that they would continue carrying WWE pay-per-views. And moving on January 9th, 62 years ago, Pat O'Connor defeated Dick Hutton to win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. O'Connor, during his run, would go on to be recognized as the first AWA World Heavyweight Champion, but because he didn't defend the championship within 90 days, he forfeited the title to Vern Gagne. It's like Sean 15... Yeah, kind of. <clears throat> 59 years ago today, Mr. M, Bill Miller, defeated Vern Gagne to win the AWA World Heavyweight Championship. As he was the AWA United States Champion as well, that championship was vacated and subsequently retired. 28 years ago today, Bret Hart defeated Ric Flair 3-2 in a 60-minute Iron Man match to retain the WWF Championship. This match is believed to be the first Iron Man match in WWF history. 21 years ago today, ECW presented Guilty as Charged. Rob Van Dam defeated Sabu to retain the ECW World Television Championship. The Impact players, Lance Storm and Justin Credible defeated Tommy Dreamer and Raven to win the ECW World Tag Team Championship and the main event saw Mike Awesome defeat Spike Dudley to retain the ECW World Heavyweight Championship. And it might sound like a boring match, but if you remember it was kind of fun cuz Mike Awesome was just tossing Spike Dudley around and it was a hoot. 16 years ago today WWE presented New Year's Revolution from Puerto Rico. This would prove to be a busy night for the trainers and medical staff, as William Regal, Eugene, and Lita all suffered injuries in the first half hour of the show. Trish Stratish defeat, uh, defeated Lita to win the Women's Championship. Uh, Mohammed Hassan defeated Jerry Lawler. Kane defeated Gene Snitsky. Or Snitsky. Triple H defeated Edge, Chris Benoit, Chris Jericho, Batista, and Randall Orton in an elimination chamber match to win the vacant World Heavyweight Championship, and Shawn Michaels was the special guest referee. Fifteen years ago today on Raw, Edge celebrates his first WWE Championship win the only way he knows how by having sex with Lito right in the ring.
0: Yeah, that was that was that was something. <laughs> And there was a wardrobe malfunction uh, in that, uh, and there is uh, some footage that is available, but you know it's just Lita's nipple, to be honest. So it's oh. not, uh, oh. it's not earth-shattering. You now, of course, she never did Playboy or anything, so that was the only time people got to see more of Lita than uh, anybody wanted to. But uh, yeah, it was definitely a interesting way of celebrating a championship victory, but that's why they called him the rated R superstar.
1: Yes. And and, and now so was her nipple was it a small one or did she add baloney?
0: Uh, it wasn't long enough to really study. So it wasn't probably wasn't baloney, I would imagine. No.
1: Anyways we'll continue and talk about meats later. Uh, 12 years ago today, Stone Cold Steve Austin was announced as the headliner for WWE Hall of Fame Class of 2009. Way to go, Steve. And 12 years ago as well, there was there were cuts as the company announced their 10% of the workforce were being let go. Uh, among those receiving their pink slip and this is wwe by the way former intercontinental champions uh lo brown and val Venus, kevin thorne bam neely ecw brand referees jimmy Corderist and referee turn producer tim white and Vince McMahon's two limo drivers were all let go
0: yeah i, I saw this uh right up and i couldn't believe that it's been 12 years since corderas been there like I, I follow him on Facebook and watch uh, his Ref to Chef uh, things, his uh, rough and Rants every morning, five days a week, and then of course he's on uh, Sportsnet. But for it to be twelve years already, but yeah, I guess twelve years, uh, maybe closer to eleven or 12, uh, ten or eleven for aftermath happening.
1: Oh yeah, time flies like all this. WCW stuff is 20 years old now, man. It's like, ah. yeah. 20
0: years this March, WCW goes down. It's like, what?
1: It, we should have some kind of, needs to be some kind of uh, celebration or funeral or something, uh, memory, I don't know. Everyone in their town goes to the town square. Oh, wait, now we're, well, we'll all get tickets, though. So. Oh, well, anyways, moving on. 10 years ago today, TNA presented Genesis. Kazarian defeated Jay Lethal to win the TNA X Division Championship. Beer Money Inc., uh, James Storm and Robert Roode defeated Motor City Machine Guns, consisting of Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin, to win the TNA World Tag Team Championship. Abyss defeated uh, Douglas Williams to win the TNA Television Championship. Mr. Anderson defeated Matt Morgan to become the number one contender for the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. And Mr. Anderson defeated Jeff Hardy to win the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. Nine years ago, WWE announced that the four horsemen Arn Anderson, J.J. Dillon, Ric Flair, Barry Windham, and Tully Blanchard And Edge would headline the WWE Hall of Fame Class of 2012. Now, don't confuse that the way I read that, that Edge was actually part of the Four Horsemen. I'm sure he'd wish, but he was not. And now moving on to January 10th. 37 years ago today, Buckwinkle defeated Jerry Lawler to win the vacated AWA World Heavyweight Championship. 27 years ago today, WWE presented the Raw First Anniversary Special. In one of the belts, the One Two Three Kid and Marty Jannetty defeated defeated the Quebecers. Uh, Jacques and Pierre to win the WWE Tag Team Championship. And I know Marty was supposed to win the belt with the Rockers in that match with the Hart Foundation. But uh, isn't it funny that he finally gets the championship, but with the One Two Three Kid and not, you know, his partner of many many years kind of kind of weird how that happened. No, so deal with Sean.
0: He won it with
1: Diesel. That's true. That's true. Twenty-three years ago today, the WWF and Mike Tyson agree on a deal that would bring the former world heavyweight boxing champion to appear at WrestleMania 14 it was a considerable gamble for the WWF considering he was coming off smacking or sorry snacking on Evander Holyfield's ear during a heavyweight title match in June 97 he was fined 3 million and ironically Tyson got paid 3 million by the WWF for his role in WrestleMania 14 in the end the gamble worked about 730,000 uh, homes bought WrestleMania ni- uh, 14 more than triple the number of homes that bought WrestleMania 13, uh, which was 237,000 homes. And this sparked a resurgence for the
0: WWF. Yeah, uh, Bischoff has mentioned that uh, as well during 83 weeks that uh, when they brought in Tyson. Uh, which was, I think, at least the second attempt of doing so because they attempted to do so uh, on a Saturday night's main event in Detroit uh, to referee a match with, I believe, Hogan and Savage. Uh, And uh, because he ended up losing the title, uh, the boxing heavyweight title to Buster Douglas uh, just days before that taping, uh, he pulled out and they were able to book uh, Douglas to be on that one. But when he made this appearance uh, with Austin and uh, McMahon, Bischoff, as I said, thought that was a huge turning point for them, not only uh, later on in the year when uh, they said about Foley uh, winning the title and how the uh, TV channels changed, but this week for uh, Conrad Thompson's shows as well. He's going to have Jr. watch the Monday Nitro that was opposing this episode. Mm-hmm. And Bischoff is going to be watching uh, the episode with Tyson on it for the first time and get his uh, perspective on it. So if you're uh, a fan of uh, their podcast at all, definitely uh, check out because they're doing a crossover uh, show. Thanks. Nice. All right, I believe
1: we're going on to uh, House Party 98, which was 23 years ago. Uh, selected matches from the show aired as episodes of ECW Hardcore TV. Uh, the event saw Just Incredible defeat the Great Suzuki. Uh, RVD defeated Bam Bam Bigelow. Taz defeated Two chords Scopio by submission to retain the ECW World Heavyweight Championship. And the Sandman defeated Sabu in the Stairway to Hell match. Uh, Sabu suffered a broken jaw in the match. Bill Alfonso did the taping of Sabu's jaw just moments before the conclusion of the match. 22 years ago today, ECW presented guilty as charged. RVD defeated Storm to retain the ECW Television Championship. Just Incredible uh, defeated Tommy Dreamer in a Stairway to Hell match. And Paz defeated. Uh, Shane Douglas, by submission to win the ECW World Heavyweight Championship. 21 years ago today on Nitro, WCW World Heavyweight Champion Bret Hart and Kevin Nash fought to a no contest. It would be Bret Hart's final match as a full-time performer. Hart was suffering from post-concussion syndrome in the wake of Goldberg Kick at Stargate about two weeks earlier. Hart would work through the concussion, including doing a hardcore match with Terry Funk at the January 4th Thunder taping.
0: Ridiculous. (laughs) Especially considering he claims that Goldberg was the reason why he uh, got the concussion. But, you know, uh, once again, uh, they were uh, talking about that match uh, on one of the podcasts and Conrad wondered if when Brett put the figure four on, Goldberg around the post he would do that and then uh, fall to the floor basically and you can actually see him uh, whack his head on the uh, floor when he does it because there was a screw up there involving Goldberg as well because I think Goldberg's supposed to actually hold on and help with uh, that whole move and Brett whacked his uh, melon off the uh, mat at that point plus of course we saw uh, Goldberg kick him in the head too but you know and now you're saying he did a hardcore match uh just days later with Terry Funk there's a lot of things that uh, came to scrambling Brett's brains more uh, probably than just that kick and you know I'm, I'm sure all
1: those years of oil in his hair loosened up his brain a bit so that's probably what's sliding all around Anyways, 15 years ago today, at SmackDown, uh, two championships changed hands. Uh, The show opened with Dave Batista vacating the World Heavyweight Championship. Moments later, SmackDown General Manager Theodore Long declared that the title wouldn't be vacated long. It would go to the winner of a 20-man battle royal to take place later that night. In the show's only other match, uh, Randy Orton defeated Chris Benoit to get Booker T a 4-3 series win and the vacated WWE United States Championship. Booker was injured at the time of the bout, and Orton went in his place for the deciding match. In the main event, Kurt Angle, who was a member of the Raw roster at the time, wins a 20-man battle royal last in eliminating Mark Henry to win the World Heavyweight Championship. Ten years ago today, Shawn Michaels, just nine months removed from retirement, is announced as the headliner for the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2011. Oh, Shawn! Sure. It's a happy 43rd birthday to Sorona Mona Marie, right here Snuka Pola Malu. Would you like to hear that again? I don't. But she is best known to wrestling fans as Tamina Snuka. She is the daughter of former WWE Hall of Famer Jimmy Snuka. She managed the Usos, was the bodyguard for AJ Lee, and a regular on Total Divas. And a one-time 24-7 champion. Mm -hmm. It would have been... Yay! It would have been a happy 49th birthday to Brian Christopher Lawler, uh, the son of wrestling legend Jerry the King Lawler. Brian is best known for his time in WWF as Grandmaster Sexy, one half of the Attitude Era tag team Too Cool, with Scott Taylor, a.k.a. Scotty Too Hotty, and Solo Solo Fatu Jr., a.k.a. Rikishi. It's a happy 51st birthday to Marcus Alexander Bagwell, aka Buck Bagwell. Bagwell, of course, is best known for his time in WCW from 91 to 96. Bagwell had one of four uh, WCW tagged titles with three different partners to Code Scorpio, the Patriot, twice as one half of Stars and Stripes, and with Sky Riggs as one half of the American Males. Off would be popular babyface four years until he joined the N.W.O. and was absorbed into hanging out with Big Papa Pump. He would join W.W.E. and fade into the abyss. Though I do yeah, believe he yeah. what does he do now? He's a porn guy or has a strip club or something.
0: Well, uh last I heard, he was a gigolo, uh, a basically gigolo. A, a male escort. Uh, his time in WWE lasted a whole one night when uh, that. Uh, first WCW main event on Raw uh, with Buff and I think Booker T and he gave some attitude and that was the end of his uh, time there and then of course as I just said if uh, you can look up Cowboys for Angels I believe it is the uh, agency that he was working for if uh, he's not still and uh, yeah he's there Plus, this guy was, I guess, embarrassed about the size of his calves and ended up getting calf implants uh, just to make him look bigger. And, yeah, just – I like Marcus Bagwell, but then you start finding out all the other stuff you don't want to know about him, and you're just like, why? And it didn't help also that his mom, Judy, started showing up, and she was put on a forklift as a prize. And yeah, a team. But, but
1: you know what? Only in wrestling does that happen. So,
0: yeah.
1: It's a happy 61st birthday to Jose Casa best known to Lucha fans as Negro Casas. Uh, the son of wrestler turned referee Pepe Casas, Jose is among a long line of famed Casa family uh, of wrestlers, including, including brothers El Felino and Heavy Metal. An uncle of many other castes, including Puma, Tiger, Ca- Canelo, Canelo, that's ha, and Rocky. Uh, Cassis has trained several other wrestlers, including Befisto, Kazunge, and Nosawa, uh, TJ Perkins, Rocky Romero, and Ricky Marvin. Uh, Cassis has worked all over the world, making appearances for the World Wrestling Federation and the United States of America, as well as touring with New Japan Pro Wrestling in Japan for over a decade. And moving on to January 11th. Thirty years ago, Ric Flair defeated Sting to win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Win also makes Flair the first ever WCW Heavyweight Champion. Flair remains a champion until he leaves WCW in July. Yeah,
0: twenty-eight years ago.
1: Away. Yes, he did.
0: Because twenty-eight they, years. Ago. Go ahead. Sorry, because I, I owed him money for the fact that he put down like twenty-five thousand dollars as a deposit for that belt. And because he didn't get uh, his money back, he decided to bring it with him. And then uh, it made appearances on TV. And then they got some notice that they were going to sort of get sued for uh, putting that on there, even though Rick kind of owned the belt. So instead, and to keep the mystique alive, they actually gave Ric Flair a uh, WWE tag or WWF tag team title to wear around his waist, and they digitized it out to make it seem as though he was still wearing the big gold. Ah, okay.
1: Neato. So, 28 years ago today, WWF presented the first episode of Monday Night Raw from the Manhattan Center in New York City. The show replaced the long-running primetime wrestling on the USA Network. Of course, the rest is history. On um, the first card, we see Yokozuna defeat Coco Beware! Uh, Shawn Michaels defeated Max Moon to retain the WWF IC Championship, and I am so happy I did see Max Moon at the London Gardens. And yes, he did have his uh, um, uh, uh, um, fireballs uh, with him. It was kind of, kind of neat, uh, kind of silly, but. Uh, uh, though I'm not sure if the Max Moon we seen was uh, Conan or the other guy. I'm going to guess the other guy, but uh, what do I know?
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you if it was Conan or uh, Paul Diamond. Honestly, I'm
1: not sure. I know, I believe when he was there, it was at the beginning of his tenure. And I believe, I want to say he went against Fraser Ramon at that show. Uh, the Undertaker defeated uh, Demi- Damian Demento in the main event. Uh, 28 years ago today, at a WCW Saturday Night, uh, Dustin Rhodes defeated Ricky Steamboat by countout to win the vacated NWA WCW United States Championship. 24 years ago today, ECW presented House Party '97 from the ECW Arena. This would uh, become episodes of ECW Hardcore TV. Uh, we saw the gangsters Mustafa and New defeat Ricky Morton and Tommy Rich. Mike Awesome defeated Balls Mahoney. Bubba Ray uh, Dudley versus, uh, yeah, versus Pitbull 2 went to a null contest. And Pitbull 1 defeated Shane Douglas by countout in the ECW World Television Championship match. 22 years ago today on Raw's War, China last eliminates it. its McMahon to win the corporate Royal Rumble. Uh, the win gives China the number 30 entry into the Royal Rumble match, making her fir- the first woman to enter the annual Battle Royal. Also on the card was the first Gilbert match, which he lost to Luna Vachon. Yeah. 20 years ago today, Eric Bischoff and media ventures announced they have agreed to principle to buy world championship wrestling. Of course that went to shit and, <laughs> and the WWE picked the bones of WCW for a few million and left a universal wrestling corporation in a filing cabinet somewhere in Atlanta until 2017 when it was finally dissolved. 16 years ago today at a SmackDown taping in Tampa, Florida, the Basham Brothers, Doug and Danny, defeated Rey Mysterio and Rob Van Dam. Booker T and Eddie Guerrero and Mark Gingerak and Luther Reigns in a four-team elimination match to win the WWE Tag Team Championship. You know, I didn't watch it at that time because I'm like, the Basham Brothers, I don't even freaking remember them at all. Yeah, I see them there. I don't remember
0: them. <laughs> yeah, they didn't uh, last the really long. They were with uh, JBL Uh, at one point, uh, with his cabinet. Um, Yeah, they obviously were not brothers, but they uh, worked well together in OVW. Um, Doug Basham on the left, and Danny was on the right. Uh, He was Danjima, I believe, in OVW. Uh, So if you want to look back on older, uh, somewhat developmental, uh, that's who they were in OVW.
1: All right. Fantastic. And thank you. Uh, 12 years ago today, TNA presented Genesis. Alex Shelley defeated Chris Sabin to become the new TNA X Division champion. Beer Money, Inc., James Storm and Robert Roode defeated Lethal Consequences, Consequence Creed and Jay Lethal, and Abyss and Matt Morgan in a three team match to win the TNA World Tag Team Championship. And Kurt Angle defeated Jeff Jarrett in a no DQ match. 10 years ago today, former WWE announcer and briefly Raw General Manager Mike Amel is arrested in Chicago on DUI charges. Boo! Amel, who was on medication for epilepsy at the time, is eventually cleared of all charges. In 2017, Amel announced his retirement from WMAQ-TV due to dementia, believed to be caused by years of concussions in football.
0: Yeah, Mike Adamley was actually also a uh, commentator uh, for, I want to say, Knights and Warriors, uh, which was the uh, uh, spoof or... Counter brand of uh, American Gladiators. Uh, I don't think he was American Gladiators uh, commentator, but he was one of the two, if not both, uh, he was a part of. And of course, Mark Mike yeah. uh, What was that? Oh, I just knights and
1: warriors. I I probably watched every single episode they made. Um, the I remember the one lady. She was pretty butch in there, but she was hilarious the comments that she had. It was just the rain right amount of cheese with the mixture of American League Gladiators. And some of the games that they played were actually really fun to watch.
0: Yeah, that show along with uh, some uh, roller derby uh, was uh, definitely some highlights of uh, early 90s uh, cheese on TV. Uh, Adam Lee also is uh, famously known for infamously calling Jeff Hardy, Jeff Harvey at ringside uh, before yes. he got changed. And I think that was like on Adam Lee's first night. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, ten years ago today,
1: PWI Insider reported that Ring of Honor would end its ROH on Net show when their contract expired uh, with the network in April. A few months later, Sinclair Broadcasting would not only take over their TV, they would buy the company. It's a happy 79th birthday to Lawrence Robert Sharif, best known to wrestling fans as the legendary Abdullah the Butcher. A snippet of uh, Abdullah, uh, born to a deeply impoverished family of 10 in Windsor, Ontario, Canada. Uh, Sharif, I'm not sure if I'm saying that name right or Shrev, but I'm going to say Sharif, uh, took up karate and judo in his younger days and eventually taught other children in the neighborhood. He would eventually catch the eye of Montreal promoter Jack Britton, and the six foot, 360 uh, pounder made his professional wrestling debut at just 17 years of age in 1958. He went through a few gimmick names, including Pussycat Pick- Pickens, a uh, Juju Sushi, and a uh, Amara, uh, before settling on Abdullah the Butcher, an evil Abra- uh, Arabian sadist. And about against Jack's son, Gino Abdullah put himself on the mat by breaking a chair over Gino's head, then beating him with the leg.
0: A ah, good old Abdullah. He has hey, a barbecue would it be... rush on, I think. He has a witch? I think he has a barbecue rush on somewhere. Oh, nice. And hopefully he's not using the fork they would use in his head.
1: You know, that would be fantastic if he kept it in there and then he went and stabbed the meat. That'd be great. So I, I've seen pictures of him now. He, uh, he has lost so much weight, especially in his head, that the, the, his cuts don't look as deep as they used to. Um, so today would have been the 90th birthday of Salvador Guerrero Caseda, best known to Lucha Libre fans as Gore Guerrero. Uh, Salvador Guerrero Corseda uh, was born January 11th, 1921, and died in April 18th, 1990, uh, better known as Gory Guerrero, which I already said, I don't know why I'm beating myself, oh, that's because I wrote that, uh, was one of the premier Mexican-American professional wrestlers in the early days of Lucha Libre, when most wrestlers were imported from outside Mexico. He wrestled uh, primarily in Empresa Mexicana de la Lucha Libre, EMLL, uh, between the 40s and 60s. He was also the patriarch of the Guerrero wrestling family. Guerrero's wife, Herlinda, was the sister of wrestler Enrique Lanz. Uh, they were married in 1947. They had six children, four sons, which were Chavo Sr., Mondo, Hector, and Eddie. And two daughters, Maria and Linda. Moving on to January 12th, 23 years ago today, on Raw is War, the Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson were awarded the vacant NWA World Tag Team Championship. In the first bout as champions, the Disciple of Apocalypse, Skull and Eightball, defeated the Express by DQ in a non title match. How embarrassing to be beat by Skull and Eightball! Uh, Also on the show, the Nation of Domination gets a new member in Mark Henry. Henry turned on Ken Shamrock in a tag team match against Nation of um, Members, The Rock and D'Lo Brown. Eight years ago today, TNA taped one night only extravaganza. A one night showcase of X Division talent. The show would air on April 5th. Uh, We saw Chavo Guerrero defeat Robbie E. Joseph Park was the special referee. Uh, Rob Van Dam defeated Jerry Lynn in a no-DQ match. It would be the last bout between longtime rivals as Lynn retired a few months later. Uh, Austin Aries defeated Samoa Joe in the main event. Uh, today would have been the 59th birthday to Gertrude Elizabeth Vachon, best known to wrestling fans as Luna Vachon. Nah. This second-generation wrestler became, began to train with her Aunt Vivian and later the Fabulous Moolah, even though her family and friend Andre the Giant at first didn't approve of her joining the wrestling business. She debuted for Florida Championship Wrestling in '85, but would eventually assimilate into Sullivan's Army of Darkness as Luna Vachon. There she got her trademark style half-shaved mohawk facial paint and sneer. She would wrestle in Puerto Rico and uh, in Japan under the management of her father, Butcher Vashon. She transitioned into managing in the early 90s with the Blackhearts. One half of the duo, David Heath, would be her future husband. After a stint in All Japan Pro Wrestling and the Universal Wrestling Federation, she was discovered by the WWF in 92. She would not debut until WrestleMania 9 in 1993. Luna would develop an on-screen relationship with Bam Bam Bigelow and develop a rivalry with Sensational Sherry, then Doink. Luna would briefly feud with Medusa before leaving the company, but not before she became the first woman to appear in a WWF game, WWF Raw, in 94. She would have brief stints in ECW, AWF, and WCW before returning to the WWF in 97 as Goldust's manager. On the morning of August 27th, 2010, Luna was found dead in a home with crushed pill residue and snorting straws, having died via accidental overdose of oxycodone and benzodiazepine. Ha, got it. Uh just a year earlier, she went under uh underwent successful rehabilitation, paid for by WWE. She was buried, uh she is buried at the ranch once owned by Andre the Giant in 2002, listed by WWE.com. Luna was posthumously listed among the most impactful women in wrestling history.
0: Yeah, uh you mentioned uh earlier in that that uh she actually uh, married uh, one of the members of uh, Blackheart uh, duo. And mm-hmm. you said uh, David Heath. That actually became Gangrel in uh, WD, the uh, leader of the brood with uh, Edge and Christian. So, uh, yeah, I have seen him every year pay tribute to her uh, on her birthday and uh, usually uh, when she passed away. But, uh, yeah, it was kind of surprising that uh, they ended up married. But I think they even got married on like, Halloween, which totally fit their uh, personas uh, and probably away-from-the-ring lifestyles. I just didn't understand her coming to Shawn Michaels' side at WrestleMania Nine. But, of course, I guess she wasn't really by his side. She was just going after Sherry, who was opposing uh, Shawn Michaels uh, and standing in the corner of any guy that uh, Sean went against, and that night it was uh, Tatanka. So, yeah, uh, and then, of course, the whole uh, weirdness with uh, Goldust when he was doing the artist formerly known as Goldust and being Bam Bam Bigelow's main squeeze and having the mixed tag uh, match, I believe it was Luna and Bam Bam against doink and dink at a Wrestlemania. Uh, (laughs) Yuck. Rest in peace, Luna Vachon. That's right.
1: So, moving on to January 13th. 30 years ago today, Chris Chavez makes his professional wrestling debut for Larry Sharp's World Wrestling Alliance in Philadelphia. Chavez was trained by Sharp and would have a moderate run in WWF as Tatanka. 28 years ago today, WCW presented Clash of the Champions 22. This would be the final major event Jim Ross called for WCW because in February he would be pulled from WCW programming due to Eric Bischoff not liking Hicks. Uh, In taking in, he took over for Bill Watts as WCW's executive vice president. On that card, we saw two cold Scorpio uh, defeat Scotty Flamingo. Uh, who would later become, of course, um, names escaping me now. Raven! Ah, what about Raven? I forgot about Raven. (sighs) Uh, Cactus Jack, Dustin Rhodes, and Sting defeated Barry Windham, Big Van Bader, and Paul Orndorff in a Thunder Cage match. 20 years ago today, ECW held a show at the Pine Bluff Convention Center in Pine Bluff, Arkansas. It would turn out to be the final show ever presented by the promotion originally known as Eastern Championship Wrestling. The band event saw the Sandman defeat uh, Just Incredible in a hardcore match. Post-match, Credible and Sandman, Sandman hugged amidst the sea of bottles and cups being thrown Justin's way until Atlantis security stepped in. Then the locker room emptied and Tommy Dreamer and Sandman thanked the fans while the wrestlers shared beer in the ring. 18 years ago today, WWE broadcast the first of two parts of the Raw 10th Anniversary Special, which I still have my free DVD disc that I got from, uh, God. You got it there too. Uh, some uh, music, music store world? that's you now. <laughs> which world? Music World, maybe? Yes, I believe it was Music World. If
0: not, it was Sunrise.
1: I think it was Music World. Um Anyways, on um, the 10th anniversary, of the uh, the main event saw Chris Jericho defeat uh, Batista, Kane, and Rob Van Dam in a four man battle royal to choose his entry number at the Royal Rumble. Shawn Michaels already a ass- uh, signed number one. Jericho stunned the world and chose number two. Twelve years ago today, Lisa Marie Varon, best known to WWE fans as Victoria, wrestled her final match for the company, a loss to Michelle McCool at SmackDown Taping. She competed in her last match in the main event at Master Ring Entertain sorry, Master of Ring Entertainment on September 21st, 2019, defeating Melina to become the inaugural MORE Women's Champion. Eight years ago today, TNA presented Genesis from the Impact Zone at Universal Orlando. I've noted this is the first pay-per-view under the company's new initiative to reduce the number of annual pay-per-views to four. We saw Chavo Guerrero and Hernandez defeat Pat Morgan and Joey Ryan to retain the TNA World Tag Team Championship. Uh, Devon defeated Joseph Park. Christopher Daniels defeated James Storm to earn a TNA World Heavyweight Championship match. And Jeff Hardy defeated Bobby Roode and Austin Aries in a three-way elimination match to retain the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. And seven years ago today, James Hellwig, a.k.a. the Ultimate Warrior, was announced as the headliner for the WWE Hall of Fame Class of 2014. And an iconic image was born that night as Daniel Bryan celebrated his cage match victory and freedom from the Wyatt family on top of the cage with a huge yes, yes, yes chant to close the show. And we're ending it with January 14th for this week. 29 years ago today, at a WCW World Wide Taping, Art Anderson defeated the Z-Man to win the WCW World Television Championship. Twenty years ago today, WCW presented Sin. Ming defeated Terry Funk and Crowbar in a three-way match to win the WCW Hardcore Championship. The natural-born thrillers Sean O'Hare and Chuck Palumbo defeated the insiders Kevin Dunn and Diamond Dallas Page to win the WCW Tag Team Championship. Shane Douglas defeated General in a first blood chain match to win the WCW United States Heavyweight Championship. I don't I I, I don't believe uh, General ever got the US uh, state uh, heavyweight championship. Uh did he will he be on our list of the uh, next uh, tournament that we do?
0: No, thankfully not because that name is horrible and even <laughs> um his Hugh Morris name was uh, not that much better, uh, but yeah, he's oh, not. No.
1: I'd like to say Hugh Morris. Maybe it, it's not a great name. It's a lot better than General Erection. I mean, really, Very you should true. just show it on with 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 Big Erection or something or Big Erection. Why not Big Erection? Why General? I don't get it. Genital like genital. Okay, well that but see it I can was also all body, take that.
0: like big uh, major guns was Tylene Buck yeah. because she had like size F uh, breasts. Um Okay.
1: A general erection to me sounds more like it's just a regular, you know, a general. A, the, the you know, General Mills, general uh, you know, your basic Whatever. So to me, general erection just means he just has an average erection. So I don't know.
0: Um, You were talking about some of the other things that happened in that uh, show. And you mentioned Ming uh, in that three way for the uh, WCW hardcore title. A week later, he was gone with the title and showed up at the Royal Rumble. Really? Nobody – Bischoff didn't even realize that, that he had the title and that he took off, and it's just like, oh, okay. And they obviously didn't need to worry about that championship anymore because everything was coming to a close. But, yeah. Uh, Did you talk about the main event of that show?
1: No, but I'm about to, but I got to go back now um, to to, uh, Ming there. So he was actually at that rumble and brought his – that belt to the ring –
0: he didn't bring the belt to the ring. I'm uh, pretty sure, okay. but he—he uh, he, he was in that champion, match. He was still the—he was still the champion. Uh, and next thing you know, as I said, a week later, he's showing up with poofy hair and uh, baggy pants and getting into the Royal Rumble.
1: Now, after that, did he go back to WCW? No.
0: Well, WCW huh. went down as well. Okay. But-
1: just weird, but yeah, they you know were that, looking to I, I
0: think yeah, team him up with Rikishi, but that didn't work out, so he didn't stay around too long.
1: My my I I love my my favorite is when he played Ming and he had the biggest poofiest hair. I do remember Ming and I forget I'm trying to think who it else on that old WCW Saturday Night. Ming and maybe ah I think it was uh, Rick Steiner have an amazing match on WCW Saturday night. Uh, I believe it was WC anyways, and it was in the last three years at that company and them two had a match and it was actually really good. Um, which usually would be like, Oh God, those two together. Bleh. Anyways.
0: So yeah, this the main Ming event. Moment that, the Ming moment that I remember also is, uh, just after war games when, uh, Ming was just a bodyguard for Colonel Robert Parker. And, uh, they went against uh, Dustin Rhodes, Dusty, and uh, the Nasty Boys. And somebody wrapped a uh, wooden chair around uh, Ming's head. And it just was there. The seat smashed. And he just no-sold it totally. And uh, announcer was like, oh, my God.
1: <laughs> okay. I'm also thinking, okay, for you and your wife for Halloween – I I want to see you dress up as Colonel Robert Parker, and (laughs) and your wife will dress up as uh, a sensational Sherry. Okay, Uh, anyway, think about it. Just think about it. That's all I ask. Doesn't have to happen. Okay, the main event of Sid, uh, where Scott Steiner uh, defeated Jeff uh, Jarrett, Sid Vicious, and Animal in a four-corners match to retain the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, the belt went to a quick finish after Sid unwillingly went to the turnbuckle for a high-risk move for him and broke his leg in two places. Uh, this perhaps is one of my favorite injuries of all time.
0: Yeah, it was pretty gross. Uh, and then... Uh, For whatever reason, the mystery person wasn't brought out till later and was supposed to go uh, team with the heels, so it was going to be Animal. And uh, I think the Wrestling Observer uh, made fun of the fact that he was there, one of the older guys uh, in wrestling, and probably only got his job because of his brother, uh, John Laranitis, being uh, uh, one of the... People in charge of talent relations. And then the fact is, Animal was only 41 years old. And you look at some of the ages of everybody that's around today, and AJ Styles mm-hmm. is older, and John Cena is older than that. And they're still active. Well, Cena, not so much, but AJ Styles is. You got Goldberg who's showing up, uh, who, if he ends up uh, sadly taking the title from Drew McIntyre coming up soon. He will be the oldest WWE champion at 54 years and 30 some odd days, uh, if that happens. And at 41 years of age, Animal was considered old. Yeah. Who who's gonna be 53? Uh, 54 years old and 30-some-odd days, if Goldberg wins, will be the uh, oldest WWE champion. Currently, that record is held by Vince McMahon at uh, uh, 50, 53 years of age. Ugh, Goldberg. Yeah. Um. So, moving on here,
1: Uh, 18 years ago today, WWF presented Raw 10th Anniversary Part 2. And this is actually the disc in which um, I was talking about earlier from Times Square in New York City for the awards portion of the show. Uh, Some of the awards here was uh, Raw Diva Decade, which went to Trish Stratus, Don't Try This at Home, Kurt Angle's Moonsault Off the Cage, Uh, Network Difficulties, uh, Mae Young Gives Birth to a Hand, Raw Superstar of the Decade went to Stone Cold Steve Austin. The Match of the Decade went to TLC4. Uh, Spike Dudley and Bubba Ray versus Rob Van Dam and Jeff Hardy. Chris Jericho and Christian versus Kane and Hurricane. Uh, the show also counted down the top 10 moments of Raw history. Here are the top five. Uh, Raw. Oh, sorry. This would be. Da, 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 da. Yes, this is the. Um, oh, wait a minute. Oh, there we go. Ah, there's the top five. Tyson in Austin, uh Tyson in Austin January 1998, The Generation X declares war on WCW, which was April 27th in 98. The Rock challenges Hollywood Hogan to match at WrestleMania, that was February 18th 2002. Number 2 came at Raw is Owen, which was May 24th 99. And one was Stone Cold Beer Bath, March twenty second, ninety nine. And number two, Raw Owen was that the tribute to Owen show? Would that be that what that is?
0: Yeah, because the night before, May twenty third, ninety nine, was uh, the over ah. the edge pay per view uh, that we saw as part of my birthday weekend. Oh, okay. Hey, yeah, happy birthday to you.
1: Do do do. Where am I going now? Okay. Fifteen years ago today in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Brian Danielson defeated Homicide and Roderick Strong in a three-way match to win the FIP Championship. On the same night, he defeated Chris Hero to retain the Ring of Honor World Championship. Fourteen years ago today, a Team A presented final resolution from the impact zone at Universal Orlando. Chris Sabin defeated Christopher Daniels and Jerry Lynn in a three-way match to win the NWA X Division Championship. Kurt Angle defeated Samoa Joe 3-2 in a 30-minute Iron Man match. And Christian defeated Abyss and Sting in a three-way elimination match to win the NWA Heavyweight Championship. Cage would be the last NWA World Champion under the TNA banner as the NWA cut ties with TNA that summer. Eight years ago today, Raw presented its 20th anniversary special, WWE, uh, oh, I don't need to say that, ah, uh, from the Toyota Network, uh, sorry, from the Toyota Center in Houston, Texas. Ah, my brain. Uh, Wade Barrett defeated Randy Orton, uh, Sam Punk defeated Brotus Clay, Daniel Bryan defeated Cody Rhodes, and John Cena defeated Dolph Ziggler in a steel cage match. It's a happy 34th birthday to pro wrestler, mixed martial artist, Matthew Frederick Riddle, or simply Matt Riddle. And ending our rundown on a sad note. Seven years ago today, Joni Mae Young dies of natural causes in her home in Columbia. She was 90 years old. Born March 12, 1923, in Sand Springs, Oklahoma, in high school, with the help from teaching of her brothers, she wrestled for the high school boys' wrestling team. Fighting occasionally as the Queen and the great Mae Young, Young would find success all over the world, becoming the NWA's first Florida Women's Champion in 1951, and the first NWA United States Women's Champion in 68. In 56, Young was a part of a battle royal that determined the new NWA World uh, Women's Championship. The battle royal would be won by her friend and future protege, Lillian Allison, uh, aka the Fabulous Moolah. In 1991, the 68 year old quit the wrestling business and moved to California to care for her ailing mother. She moved in with the Fabulous Moolah and fellow women's wrestler Katie Glass. In Columbia, South Carolina, the arrangement lasted until Mula's death in November 2007. In September 99, Young made her WWF debut at the ripe age of 76 when she was seated with the fabulous Moolah. Uh, Jeff Jarrett invited Moolah to the ring and smashed a guitar over her head. When May tried to come to Mula's aid, she wound up in the figure four. Young and Mula would become regulars on WWF programming, usually providing comic relief and occasionally competing in tag team bouts. Of course, we saw her remove her bikini in the Royal Rumble 2000 to show her say breasts. Though uh, she was wearing a prosthesis, uh, received a bubble bomb off the, off the stage, hooked up with Mark Henry and gave birth to a hand. Ah, uh, bless you, May. Her cremated remains were scattered in Green Lawn Memorial Park, the same cemetery her long-time friend, the Fabulous Mula, was buried. And that is it for this week in wrestling, January
0: 8th to the 14th. And once again, another rich week of history, great birthdays, uh, talented superstars. Uh, some unforgettable injuries uh, when you look at Sid's uh, leg flopping around like it did. Uh, just, yeah, a whole arraignment of uh, things running up and down. And we still haven't made it to the Royal Rumbles. Uh, those are coming up probably uh, hard in the final week of the month. So uh, I did.
1: I, I've done the 15th, and I believe there's a rumble in there. And I'm on the 16th. and the there's no rumble on that one. I don't believe. But yeah, they'll be coming up big time. Um, yeah, the way that the Sid uh, Sid's leg collapsed, it's like those um, some of those action figures in that that have the elastic band that's inside the joint. Uh, that's kind of what it reminded me of. funk funk? Uh, it's
0: great. Fantastic. Yeah, he never did a top rope move, or, well, in this case, it was a second rope move, but he had his uh, left leg going straight down, while his other one was trying to give a boot to the face, I think, of uh, Steiner at the time, Ooh. and he claims that he was encouraged to do it by Johnny Ace, or John Laurinaitis, and... Yeah, it was just crazy, and he laid there, and that's when Animal came out, and they almost ignored the fact that he was even injured, and the cameras didn't even catch it. They caught it on replay the next day on Nitro. They showed it, but they didn't actually show it in the uh, pay-per-view because they weren't expecting it or whatever, obviously not expecting it because they're not going to go, oh, say go up and do that, (laughs) Uh, and you're going to break your leg, but, you know, if somebody like Sid is going up to the rope like that, you think the cameras would have been on them. But instead, they're doing everything but that. So a live audience didn't know what was going on at all. And when they got back, uh, showed the ring again, he's just lying there. And they ended it. But, yeah, nobody knew. And then, I guess, they uh, contemplated showing it on uh, Nitro the next night and clearly did. But... Uh, yeah, just a crazy injury, uh, probably akin to Joe Theismann's uh, from uh, old school uh, NFL uh, football injuries. Uh, the The expression on his face and Sid's face is
1: just priceless. It's fantastic. It reminds me a lot of when Sabu had his uh, tricep or whatever ripped open, and the, the expression on the person's face when they realized. Oh, shit,
0: what just happened? It's like, oh, that wasn't supposed to happen. Uh, I can't get up. But, yeah, so uh, next week we will do the 15th through to the 21st. And, uh, yeah, we'll uh, do that next week. Thank you once again. Be sure to uh, like us on uh, Facebook, uh, Scumbags Wrestling twitter instagram you want to email us anything uh thoughts Wrestling at gmail.com watch us on facebook youtube listen to us on stitcher spotify i radio anywhere you get your uh podcasts from we appreciate you being part of this and if you want to uh chime in with your thoughts on uh, wrestling history we're open to having others join us uh yeah we love wrestling, we love talking, talking history and reliving it because uh, sometimes people don't learn from the past and are doomed to repeat it in the future and present uh, so hopefully people learn from it and also uh, experience it so that they know where things came from so until next time, have a great one I'm going to scroll back up have a good night Good night.